There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the box set pod. Back in the saddle, it's me, Howell. And back in his rightful place down Skype is Matthew Wandless. I just... This feels wrong now. It feels oh. like last week everything felt like it slotted into place and oh. suddenly the balance was restored and now, and, um, I don't know. M- the moaning myrtle of this podcast, Jamie Atherton, is also here. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, I feel weird now. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's, direction. it's great yeah. to Focus. have order restored. Now then, now then. I mean, the big question is how smug am I going to be on this podcast today? Pretty smug. But first, before we get to the episode of Game of Thrones and our predictions thereof, um, let's talk about a couple of other things. Matt, did you watch Black Summer, which I recommended? I did. I watched the first episode of that the other day. Do you um, see why I was uh, uh, making these kinds of noises about it? Well, you know what? I think it's uh, it's a very well done show. Mm, it is, isn't um, it? But uh, what it, the main thing that it confirmed for me watching the first episode of that was that I do not have room for another zombie drama in my life. Okay. Okay. I couldn't. I that, like I was intrigued by it. I liked the sort of visual style. I thought that there were some really cool camera shots in it, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the kind of the way they just throw you in. I like shows that do that, where they don't um, explain what's going on. There's no messing about, is there? You don't kind of need all that. That's what I found refreshing after Game of Thrones, though. To be honest, was uh, not Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, was the fact that they almost have purposely said, "Well, we're not going to go into acres of backstory and stuff." Oh, well, I, d- I don't even know how far it goes, because I only watched the first episode. Right. But um, I, I, I got to the end of the first episode, and I was almost about to watch another one, and then I just thought, you know what, why am I starting this? Because, <laughs> ultimately, I can't deal with it. Mm. I can't deal with another zombie drama where I'm worried about everyone surviving, and mm. uh, it's particularly like the the point at which it's started i don't even really know where it is but it's at that panic stage Mm. where everyone's freaking out and figuring out how to trying to figure out how to survive um but i i i mean if if you're into zombies and uh it it looks very slick as well acted the fast moving Uh, zombies are quite exciting i think yeah they're kind of terrifying there's an interesting because the first episode kind of um it's sort of broken up into little segments which are uh, preempted by the name of a character who they're going to follow. And in one of those, it's someone who is hit by a car and then turns into a zombie. And so you kind of follow a zombie mm. uh, throughout their little five minutes or whatever. And it's, uh, it's just quite an interesting idea. I don't know if it pro- does it progress like that with, with this kind of fast paced switching well, between lots of things. Uh, not so much because you really bringing them together kind of thing. And, you, you yeah, that sort of happens out. at the end of the first episode. They all end up in yeah. this one area, and so then it just what it sort of 
becomes a bit I will more traditional say, and it because it, it remains interesting in its form like there's a whole episode pretty much where nobody speaks for a whole episode and it's uh, it's very exciting you don't quite know what's going on you, we were sort of saying to each other have we missed an episode like we're not quite sure here, but it was exciting nonetheless but we haven't mm. we haven't uh, we're not compelled to continue either with it that's that's its main issue i think with the lack of heart that um walking dead has it, it it doesn't make you go and press play again. You'll press play next time you're really stuck with something to watch and you go, oh, I'll see what happens. Yeah, I can't see myself watching it. Mm. <laughs> i tell you what, I am going to... I mean, I'm almost finished already mm. uh, with... Um, Mindhunter. Back to Life. Oh. Back to Life's great, isn't it? Yeah. It's really good. Oh, you both mm. watched it, have you? Mm. I, I'm uh, a few episodes in now. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah great. I'm on the penultimate episode now. If, uh, I mean, how annoying for that writer and star to have to follow Killing Eve, though, eh? It's, I mean, uh, uh, sorry. Oh, Fleabag. Fleabag, Fleabag. Yeah. Uh, what timing in life to have that released? It's like... <laughs> um, if it, it didn't wasn't, make me think of Killing Eve at all. No, no, I don't if mean Killing Eve. If it made me think Eve. of anything, it was the victim. Fleabag, Matt, Fleabag, not Killing Eve. Um Oh right, I see. Uh, I'm saying it's uh, you would really be if if Fleabag hadn't been out. Um, I think it, we would all be going, "Oh my god, look at this amazing, brilliant female writer!" And uh, she was just pipped to the post by someone truly phenomenal. I think uh, so. I feel sorry for her on that thing, but it's great. It's great. Love it. I don't. I think it's awesome. Why is there any room for one? There's not. There's room for two. Well, I'm just saying Fleabag is a lot better. I think. In writing, I think it's a lot better than this. But. I think this is better than Fleabag series one. Do you? Huh? Right, yeah, Jay. I think so. Let's I, go over I, to I Jamie really, Allison um, to uh, interesting setup. React to that point, Jamie. Um, we uh, well, I preferred Fleabag series one, but yeah, I, I really like. I think that, like Matt said, there's room for there's room for another. I think it's a really well written, really good, funny show. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't see like I don't, I didn't feel like. I think the way they sold it on on BBC was, oh, if you're missing Fleabag, here's a new mm. uh, dark comedy to follow it. But I, other than that, I don't think there's much in, in the way of a comparison. Okay. And um, no, this I, but, is, yeah. tonally, it's very different. It is. Yeah. It is tonally different. That's true. I thought, I thought the the dad, like guy who plays the dad in it, is brilliant. Yeah, really brilliant. Uh, Geraldine James is the mum as well. She's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Good cast. Yeah. It's a good cast. So, uh, should we move on to Game of Thrones? Mm? Yeah, all right. I guess. So. I guess so. Go on then. Okay. Let's let, let's let <sighs> the horror commence. Can I just? Can I just start by saying? Mm. Can I just start by saying? Mm. Um, You're welcome. You didn't predict, like <laughs> what? You, you know, you didn't. You didn't blow anything out of the water. You didn't come out with the lottery numbers, mate. It wasn't like <laughs> they weren't. Uh, you know <laughs> what? signposting this at every turn there is nothing you can say to rock my smugness this week if there's one thing i've repeated on every episode of this thing it is that daenerys's vengeance will grow and grow and that will become the point and the divider between her and john i mean it's just ah 
I mean, I'm, all my horses came in at once this week. Didn't just come in at Before once. Before we get into that, yeah, though, yeah, let's just yeah. talk, let's about, the talk actual... about the episode. Uh, yeah. Well, let's let's. So, um, seems like for the entire episode, we watched Daenerys' anger grow, uh, vengeance grow quite quite high. Uh, it was very much a World War Two episode, wasn't it? They even had the sound of bombs. Um, they they made it sound like bombs and stuff. It, it's it's very much about war. This episode. Did, can I ask you? Did you did you feel uh, after she burned half of the city for forty five minutes? Did you think at all by this point either the dragon would have run out of guff? Yes. Or, or she would have calmed down a bit. You know how? Yeah. Uh, just a I was, bit. Yeah, I was amazed by the level of. Uh, dragon fire that was produced from that dragon. I don't know what it had, it, it had its Weetabix that morning because it right. absolutely was it was on fire. You know, great Weetabix. It was very literally on fire. I was. I'm. I'm not sure. You know, obviously we have no real frame of reference here. Mm. But if you shoot fire at a building, does it just fall apart? <laughs> and there was, there was a lot of exploding, wasn't ah, there? Ah, yeah, do you not? Like, do, do you not remember the green gas thing though? They, the uh, that was the wildfire, wasn't it? Yeah. They have the thing under the city, don't they? That uh, that was planted there to. Well, but I thought they reason. got rid of all of that when they clearly blew up not. the sept. Well, clearly not, because it was all. Well, uh, clearly the city was laced with the shit. I mean, yeah. it must have been everywhere. It must have been in the bloody toilets. That's right. Um, yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. surprised they didn't have more house fires. In King's Landing, I, I mean, That's it right. must have been a bloody. Well, we don't know that they didn't. To be fair, we don't know if there wasn't. <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's what a lot of other people do. There's it's got an incredibly large and well drilled um fire mm. emergency service. Yeah. I mean yeah, yeah, yeah it's possible. Uh, I mean this I'd is like the penultimate that. episode of Game of Thrones, right? And well, it, like yeah, like you said, Howell, the first there's forty five minutes spent on her just torching human being after human being. Mm. Um and the, within five minutes she'd completely destroyed the Iron Fleet. Mm. She'd pretty much toasted the entirety of the Golden Company, and the actual war was over within like a, it was over within sort of like five to ten minutes. And yeah. I mean, they had them they had them dropping their swords after ten minutes. Yes. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't believe how like they just that's it it's all done. We want to get all that out of the way. Because now it's about Daenerys' spiral into madness. Uh, yeah, I mean, t- t- Tyrion was correct that millions of people will die and all of that stuff, wasn't he? And, um, I, I think that this episode, it, another thing, the, 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 the problem I'm finding with these last two episodes mm. is that they're desperate to get to moments and they're sacrificing mm. other parts of the story yep. to get there. Like, you know, the, it starts with Varys mm. and the whole conspiracy against her yes that plot is really poorly told like you you get a very small portion of him writing his notes and i'm guessing he's going to send them off on a number of ravens and then there's this this little interaction with one of his sparrows and then a little and then somehow daenerys already knows all of what's going on and all the betrayal and bang, next thing we know, Varys is the guy who's going down for it and he's touched up by, by Drogon. Yeah. I just thought that was really badly, like, just tick it off, get it out of the way. It was like, right, we need to get that done. I know, that, did yeah. Did you feel like that? Yeah, absolutely. I, it, it was like, um, like you say, the, the, the bit of him writing a letter, I mean, we began with a scene of him writing the letters um, and then we went away a bit 
Tyrion grasped him up, and then we came back and we essentially had the same scene of him writing letters, and even down to the practical things of like, well, where are the le- where are the letters going? Why is he burning it and putting it in a box when he knows that he's about to get executed? Because he seemed to know that he was about to get executed. It just it seemed again just so flung together writing wise it seemed so quick it was almost like a bad opening to a stage play with a man writing a letter and this is the end of varis yeah i i I mean this episode for me pretty well sums up what i expect from game of thrones (laughs) it's it's like this yeah these these little hop to this hop to that hop to this next thing so that we can get to the big battle Mm. And I, I mean, I, I came away from it, and maybe, maybe this is just about expectations because you guys are bigger fans of the show than I am. Uh, I came away from this going, yeah, that's good. You know, it was it was big and it was epic and it was sweeping, mm. but ultimately dissatisfying. It was almost uh, like in the olden series, it, um, you would you wouldn't flit around. Um, at speed, actually, you would you would have some really interesting scenes and debates and stuff. And we spent so long laying different trails of breadcrumbs down that by the time the writers took over in season five, uh, I think we all heaved a sigh of relief because we were going, "Oh yeah, some movement. This is great." But then it seems to have gone, "Wow! Not only are we moving, we're just rushing the end now. We're just rushing yeah, the end." Yeah. Uh, the six episode thing is becoming more and more absolutely ridiculous. It's becoming more and more the Achilles heel of this entire final series because mm. they're so they're so trapped. And I, I understand there must be issues and scheduling issues around why they've done it this way. Mm. But I, I just think that they've like they've created a, a rod for their own backs because. But do you, know, you not they, look back at episode two now and think, wow, they could have been doing other shit then? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because I, that's I, that's why I, that's what I wanted from every episode. Like, I like that they stayed in moments and explored moments. Like, that's good. I, I'm, I'm still happy with episodes one, two, and three for me are still good. I, episodes nine, nine, and ten out of ten. And I'm happy with that because they stayed with the story and they saw it through to the end and they gave it the justice and the... And it, it got what it deserved, and you you felt I felt satisfied with it. But now, you know what? Then, fair point, actually. Yeah. Since then, they've just really, they've really struggled to gather all these pieces together and tie them all up in three remaining episodes. And they didn't have to do that. Every other series has been ten episodes. Mm. Yeah. Have had an it extra... feels like if they had another three now. They'd be, yeah. they'd be, they'd have loads of time. Yeah, I could, I'd Sarah, Sarah had to point out to me it's the next, it's the last episode next time, and I was like, yeah. what? Uh, I mean, let's look at. I, there's so much to talk about. What one tiny bit of detail I'd like to hone in on is just when the mountain or whatever he's called. Sorry, yeah. he's burning the hound. the hound. He's standing at the bottom of the steps. Yeah, Are you, do you know what yeah. I'm going to say? <laughs> I don't know. The mountain no. starts walking down towards him. Um, 
shuns Cersei. Cersei then just walks past him on the stairs, like, excuse me. I mean, stick a... I know that you're focused on the other guy, but stick a dagger in her throat on the way past, you know? No, nah, he's not interested in her, though. He's, he, he came there for, for his brother. That's who, that's who he was after. I can see that, but don't put And a, he knows at that point that Cersei's dead. But don't put a sidling past like she's nipping to the loo at, at an event. That was a problem. I thought that they that was a really awkward moment. That was a perfect example of like shit. We gotta get this character yeah. out of the way, and we have no way of doing it other than just going. No, I'm gonna go down the stairs now. I mean, <laughs> and it was just. And then Jamie's <laughs> Jamie's death. Um, I, it. I was hoping this week. I was generally I was happier this week, much happier than last week because I feel like all last week did was reset the characters and disappoint us a bit. This week we were a bit disappointed, but at least there was lots of action going on and there was some fun stuff to watch. Yeah, there but, was still some really good. But I mean, the Hound and the Mountain fight, we got it. We yeah. got you know Clegane Bowl. There were some good moments in that. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it when the Hound was just laughing at the fact that he couldn't kill this guy. Yeah. And I thought for a moment when he was going to have his head exploded. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, it was heading in that yeah, direction. Red Viper style, yeah. I, yeah, I did yeah. think he could have just pushed him over the wall instead of going with him, so that annoyed me. Um, but also, the Jamie Lannister death, the the... That compounded something that annoyed me last week, which was, what the hell now was the point of the affair with Tall Lady, with Brienne? Why give yeah. us that for three minutes? I completely agree, yeah. What? I mean, yeah. they, maybe they were inevitably going to do that, but it's almost like we were going, um, if this was the other way around, if it was a female hero and a male sap that uh, she had sex with him and then she went away, it would be one of those old tropes that are like almost like the virgin got to have sex before he died, before the end, you know? That's the only yeah. purpose oh, to was... put it in, was so that we could go, oh, wow, Jamie has gone for the tall lady rather than the one that looks pretty and blonde. It's insane that that wasn't then another Uh-oh. twist. Why keep it in? Why keep yeah, it no, in? Yeah, no, it was terrible. It was terribly done, like, the whole... And that was really unsatisfying, the whole... The whole Cersei-Jamie stuff. I mean, I, I, we all wanted Cersei to die, but that was a shit death. That was a shit yeah. death to me. I, really, disappointed I, I did think, like, there was that moment when Arya was heading away from the mountain... Mm, uh, yeah. from the hound rather mm. and then I don't know something happened and she looked back and I thought ah good Arya's going to go back and kill Cersei and then everything's wrapped up mm. but instead she ends up in this kind of horrible sort of shell shocked yeah thing. It, it, that, that, you, know, you know the worst thing about this is that made me think of Call of Duty that's what that really? made me think of it really <laughs> it felt like a sequence out of Call of Duty when she stood up in the middle of all the dust <laughs> and then the horse appeared it, it yeah. felt like something out of a video game it was really weird oh it was very yeah yeah um, those other weird moments that I didn't I didn't really know why like why was the Euron Jamie Lannister fight thing as well was like why are oh, they why is Euron getting another moment so Euron again it's like right Euron uh, has been um, having sex with Cersei so we need to get them two together for a fight the entire Iron Fleet's just blown up guess what Euron washes up on the same three metres of beach that Jamie Lannister <laughs> happens to be standing on it was the worst of soap opera um, crowbars in this episode it's just going so quick I suppose my wider question on all of this is 
was this inevitable? Whether they did six episodes or ten, if you do, we um, were talking who done it terms. If you do a who done it, if you raise a question for that many series in that much detail, are you only ever going to be disappointed? Could they well, really? Endings have are done hard. It endings are really hard. Yeah, yeah. There is, there's the, the, you know, yeah. But but, I, but well, then I'm that's say different. There are two series to my mind that well, actually maybe three that have really ended well. Mm, sure. And uh, uh, sure, fine. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I guess it was a positive ending in that it had stopped. Well, oh, it ended uh, it was, exactly. Yeah. yeah but um, yeah. and they, and they have very contrasting uh, things going on with them. So, I, I I like the ending of the West Wing. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Which is um, about the completion of a cycle and then the beginning of a new one. Yes. And then I like the end of uh, Six Feet Under. I don't know if you guys have ever watched all of that. Jane yeah, that's a great ending. I haven't. Because that, that ending is, it, it, you know, sort of, I, I don't, you know, massive, massive spoilers. Actually, not, not really spoilers. You know, it's just kind of inevitable for the show, for Six Feet Under. Um, they Like, they just, they show you how everyone in the series dies. Nice. And yeah, so they just good. finish off everyone in this one long sweeping montage with this amazing music. You see everyone getting older and eventually dying. And it's, you know, the the box set of Six Feet Under has on it everything, everywhere. Sorry, everything, everyone, everywhere ends. Yeah. And that's how it does it. And then the last one is to go in completely the opposite direction, the way The Sopranos ended, where they just they just go and it stops. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and again, sorry, massive spoilers for The Sopranos. I should have really said that. <laughs> no, but, no, uh, no. You don't know in what form. It's it's raising a question when it stops, and we've not given away what that question is. So that's all right. That's all right. Um, well, yeah. Well, it, I don't even know if it does raise a question. And to me, it's just like it's just the end. We decided to stop it here. Who really? knows what the fuck is happening? Okay. Um, um, but with this, it's like there's this compulsion, and I, I feel the same with the way uh, Avengers Endgame was recently because I was a bit disappointed by that film. Yeah, it's like oh. they're trying so hard to service every aspect of it that they kind of end up not doing any of them really well. Oh, I disagree about. I enjoyed that film. That was my favourite one. But I enjoyed it, but I, I, I don't think it. I don't think it works very well. Okay. Um, I mean, yes, and I think it almost feels like any kind. You know, when you play a huge board game like Risk or Monopoly, and you get to the it's an incredibly oh it feels like it's going to last for weeks and when it does wrap up it happens very quick it does yeah that's true mm. that's point, yeah. But suddenly someone's got no money i think that yeah i think that that though loitering around mayfair <laughs> yeah uh, i think that that though is still different from that thing the thing that's annoyed me most about this series which is just the question did nobody think that you could do that bit better just that bit better. Do you have to have him wash up on the beach? Could Cersei have not walked past him on the stairs, but taken another route down? You know, just just little things, just to make us as an audience not go. Huh? There's so many times you go, no. Well, why? I didn't have any problem with that bit with Cersei because it became clear to me from the moment where the Hound, because it was like the the Hound and Arya were going in there, and they were both after their own people, and. Um, the way everything was going with the dragon, it was like, this city's fucked. Very few people are getting out of here alive. Yeah, but the and hound's certainly like no one from the Lannister army. Hang on a sec. 
And then when the, when the hand got to the bottom of the steps, it was like, I'm here for you. Yes. And I don't give a fuck about you anymore. You can go. And particularly with the hound, who's, who's a guy who's just like, he doesn't care about anything. Yeah, but you, but the thing that he seemed to be doing for Arya, uh, if that's how you pronounce the name, at that point, was saying, I'll do this, you're going to die if you come up here. That was what that scene... I, I, am I wrong? I, th- I felt like what that scene was doing was he was going, you go, this is going to collapse, I'm going to go on a suicide mission. Meaning, I'll do yours in as well. well I, re- I don't know. I, maybe, but I, I, it didn't bother me, anyway. I mean, it didn't. I didn't. I didn't see it that way, Harold. But I, I did see the uncomfortableness of like the way they manoeuvred that character out of the way. Mm. Um, another, like, yeah, I think that they've they've got a lot of things in this episode where they've just tried to tick boxes of oh, this is moments that people want to see. These are important bits to get in, but they've paid very little attention to the detail. Mm. Uh, but there's some good bits as well. I really enjoyed the bit where Tyrion and Jamie said their goodbyes. I thought that was quite nicely done and uh, uh, yeah. slightly, slightly moving. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it didn't. It, it's not. It's not delivered the way I'd hoped it had, and I do sort of feel. I know with the Daenerys thing that it was obviously going to go. You know, well, it was they were taken it this way. It seemed that way since season seven for me. That this is they've been trying to push you're saying this, this now. What well, the last yeah. few weeks you've been saying that I'm talking out my bum hole with this? No, I've been saying no, that no I don't want to. No, we've just been saying we hope that she doesn't go. I've always felt like okay. the predictions I've made are predictions way. that I wanted to happen. Not necessarily predictions that I think definitely like. They've been heading it. She's been heading in this direction, but I always hoped that they would eventually go. Oh, but no! Look, she's going to be great. She's going to be a great leader. She's not going to do that. Um, so that—that's the sadness for me. That I still feel with the Daenerys character, the way they've developed her madness journey. And what annoys me a little bit now is a lot of people going, "Oh, but they've, you know, they planted all the seeds for this in past seasons." Mm. You know, if we really had done it that well, we wouldn't we wouldn't be worrying now. We wouldn't be struggling with it. You know, if yeah. you shouldn't have to go, "Oh, I'll go back and watch all the moments that I should have surreptitiously picked up during the uh, yeah. during the series." If you don't see them, if they're not part of it in a way that really grabs you, then they're not worth like you know, trawling through episode after episode to find the hints. I'm going to compare apples and pears now, uh, but I think uh, my point will stand, which is this. I went to watch a film this week, and it's called Long Shot, starring Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. Have either of you seen it? No. No, I've heard of it. You've seen the adverts, probably. Yeah, Um, yeah. And you think it's going to be dreadful. This film is brilliant. Every step of the way it's like an old school tom hanks romantic comedy it's got actual depth the comedy in it is is not every two seconds it's just funny the characters are good it it, it, there's kissing in the under the moonlight in paris can we before we derail completely get to how it relates to game of thrones i will get there matthew it's brilliant every step i urge you to go and watch that film i at no point in that film did I go, oh, I don't buy that, about anything. And it, so it's completely possible, even if your expectations are high or low, to pull something off just in a really classy way. And if anyone's listening to this podcast for the first time and going, uh, oh, they just like pouring we on stuff. No, 
there's nothing I love more than watching a smoothly run ship, whether it's a romantic comedy or Game of Thrones. That fight in Game of Thrones was great. The the episode with uh, uh, Arya doing the Night King in, brilliant. Really good example of a really good episode, I think. But it shouldn't, it just should not be making us this uncomfortable and this unhappy. It's it's not even, Matt's not even got that invested in it. And it, it, so he's not just feeling let down that it's ending. It's it's really bad. This is really bad for a two-year wait. Let's just let's put our cards on the table. This is poor for something that should be able to incorporate the the best screenwriters and all of that. Was, well, that, was that a dragon you know, in I the background? I think you know. I don't want to. I don't want to lay into it too heavily because it's still an amazing spectacle. It's still an amazing TV event. Is it? It's not. I think we're being is. too I mean, kind. It's, it's an incredible, like, you know, you watch, well, I watched that episode on Monday night and I was tense throughout it. I was gripped and tense throughout it. And I might have come away and afterwards felt a little bit disappointed with with the storytelling. But I still feel like this is a show that has got very, for me, it has got very high standards. Maybe not for, for either of you, but I've always felt like it's got really high standards. <coughs> Sorry. Oh, lovely. And, and, to me, um, this lived up to exactly what I expect from it. Right. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, I'm not saying I don't think it's shit. I'm not trying to say that. I don't. I've never thought that it's just dog shit. I've always mm. thought that it's really quite good, but that's about as much as I'd say about it. This is the series. Uh, I've never thought that it's the best show on TV, which is what a lot of people think about. No, but this is the series that has the capability of giving us Battle of the Bastards, which was a phenomenal piece of TV. I mean, phenomenal. But I thought yeah. this achieved things that Battle of the Bastards did because the, the 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 best bit about that that episode for me was the moment where Jon Snow was nearly drowned, almost buried alive. Yeah. In, oh yeah, in, in corpses. That was brilliant. Yeah. And this had moments like that for me, like the mm. the way they orchestrated the battle. I thought was very well done, and it was very impressive, and it was great to see King's Landing in a kind of wide lens mm. and actually, you know, see the, 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 the breadth of it and the length of it and watch the dragon swooping over and decimating it. But yeah. I, I, ultimately, it, it for me, it, it lost its way on the narrative hooks. And for, like the moment where Daenerys finally switched and then murdered everyone felt like a big fucking cop out. <laughs> like it, I, for, for me it needed to be related to something very specific yeah i don't know what, what it, suddenly set her off no i don't either no. it was like it was like this they, they just took it for granted that this had always been in her and i, I you know I, to, I set aside all the points bullshit i don't think they've done that hard enough if that's what no. they're trying to do I understand yeah. that you know she, you could see the misgivings growing in her particularly like if they'd worked harder on that scene at the banquet where she really felt isolated from the north mm. and uh, and and then um made that extend somehow into the rest of the population as well this sort of feeling of an outsider coming in mm. and never being their their chosen one and always feeling second best to john and it's like i i think all the all, all the grains of sand were there but they didn't really let them yeah. they didn't let them flourish at all <laughs> and no. so when, when she eventually switched it just felt like well this is what we've decided is happening so now it's happening yeah it's like the writers, there's, they always have these inside episodes afterwards, and one of the writers, I think it was D.B. Wise, said 
um, oh, this is when she gets to the King's Landing, she has a moment of realising that all the history of what they've done to her family comes back and, you know, it's all all the kind of betrayal. And you think, well, freaking show us that, that then. then. Why are we just meant to just, um, you know, kind of os- through osmosis, yeah. just uh, sort of absorb the characters, you know, d- d- in a turmoil? We had no idea what was and going you- on in her head in that moment. Because and you don't even have to be explicit. I think yeah. if, if you look at some of the best shows in the last 10, 15 years, they, they've shown you that just a, a moment, a pause, a, a silence, a, a glance, um, you know, even just watching someone be still mm-hmm. in a place can make you, if, if, it's, if it's handled correctly, look at Mad Men. So much of that show, you have it's to read sad. into these yeah. uh, big, weighty pauses and silences while Don Draper stares off into the distance looking beautiful. Mm. And if, if they just had a bit more of that craft. And that's yeah. why I think this show is will never be a top-tier show for me because it doesn't have that, art, that um, art, kind of artisan thing about it where it's like this is really something that's been worked on and honed. It's, it, it, it paints with too broad a brush for me. It just it has felt like that sorry, to me so many times though it has felt like that it's it's just the leaps it's the it's the gaps so so if as we go back to Daenerys if you to follow her scene by scene in this series it does make sense in that uh, in this episode you know um, she's betrayed and then there's something else and she's ignored and then but because like you say Jamie they don't show us the link between why she would suddenly flip out to this degree and for this long. Um, Actually, the inciting piece of action for her is Jon Snow refusing to shag her. That's the the final straw, is that he won't kiss her. And she goes, well, that's it then. And essentially, it's almost like you've you've, you've reverse engineered, you've based this whole mass, mass uh, genocide on the fact that a nephew won't shag his aunt and and it doesn't that doesn't seem in line even with the line that they were drawing i can see her getting more and more angry great but then that and to that extreme that's where you almost need another series of that but could we have taken another series of that i don't I mean, know the thing is i think they've been good in the past at character development and i think largely because they've had the books to rely on to mm. George Martin is a very good, uh, is very good at sort of developing these characters, kind of the uh, and showing the history and showing the the direction that they they come from and they're going in w- within these novels because they're so dense and they're so packed with information and that helps them as writers. I think they've struggled uh, for character development. They've really struggled to continue that kind of dense and detail, but also like really kind of clever development of these characters right without exactly. the novels behind them what they're still good at what they're still really good at and i think they know that is the big battle scenes the massive set pieces they're brilliant at that stuff they and, are but but again that's that's not the writing it's the that's special effects and bits of twist the you know bit of writing direction and direction but the the um you know when, no, there's some, i mean there's some really good storytelling within the battles yes though, yeah there is i think they're, but, they're, they're good at that but, but your yeah, point about are, the novels is that it's almost like if if we're truly honest with ourselves, what we used to enjoy about Game of Thrones, if you enjoyed it, was that you you had this overarching question, which was who's going to be on the throne at the end. But actually, 
that could sit there. That could tease us forever in the way that Lost teased us with an overall question forever. But we were delving into a world we wanted to go into. We enjoyed going into the world of Westeros or the Wall. We loved going to those places and we were quite happy to just sit around and talk for a few years, I think. And then ultimately, just like a good novel does, when you, you know that feeling when you're reading a great novel and you realise that the pages are getting sorry, thinner. Can, sorry to stop you, Hal. Have you read the books? No. Right. I have read the books. They are not great novels. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying it's a great novel. I'm saying like when you're reading a great novel and you are coming towards the end and you realise there's only a few pages left. You're really disappointed that you're not going to be able to be in this world anymore. And when you are enjoying a novel, it always wraps up quickly. And you go, oh, yeah, it's, it's too quick, this. If he had carried on writing, we would have perhaps felt that right up until the end, but he didn't. So we're just left with the wrap-up without any meat on the bone. What I think about the novels, because I did did read them all, and I hate myself for it. It was like, did either of you read The Da Vinci Code? Oh, God. Yes. I sat there turning every page of The Da Vinci Code, cursing myself for not putting (laughs) the fucker in the fire. Um, But uh, it wasn't quite that bad with Game of Thrones, but... He, he's not a particularly good writer. The characters aren't particularly detailed. And what he is, what he excels at and what you have to marvel at the books for is their sense of scale. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the way he, um, the way he uh, allows these threads to develop. But the problem with the books is, and, and the, the reason why everyone started to feel bogged down around series four and five of Game of Thrones is that the throne changes hands several times and you just keep getting further and further away from any kind of real resolution. And the, the, the feeling is that this, that this never is going to have a satisfying ending, which is ultimately, I think where we're True. headed. Yes. And so I don't, I, I just, I'm just sort of stepping in to say that I don't think that we lost anything by having the series okay. taken over by the TV writers, because I still maintain that series seven is the best series of game of Thrones. I think it had it had the right mixture of narrative drive and uh, blistering action, but I and think it still that's... had that sense of um, a world that is in its continual point. Whereas now, the, all, all this series feels like it's about is the ending, and that's because they took so much time to get over the initial hurdle of Winterfell, and now they've left themselves with three episodes to wrap up the whole thing. I feel like and we we got really we had a really flabby thing which was great because we enjoyed all the food and then in series seven we got fit and in series eight we're left with a skeleton that's why I think. It's mm. a nice nice metaphor. Thanks. And George yeah. R. R. Martin was the flab, which we could relish in. Um, Ironically, well, one of the worst things about the books is whenever there's a meal sequence, he spends like two or three paragraphs <laughs> listing what they're eating. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time that we move to the important, important subject of previous predictions and final predictions for the final episode. Can you just refer to my email because I think I kept it quite. Succinct. Yeah, <laughs> let Matthew succinct email. Why don't you take us through just it, Matt? Summary. Oh, I haven't got it up in front of me. Have you got it? Uh, hang on, wandless. Oh no, you're in. If my you have phone any, under and by, by the way, Hal, if you have any decency right now, you will not rub this in people's faces. You'll accept it as a gracious, okay. and dignified man. So, but to go, I think we I both know that that won't be what happens. So let's uh, <laughs> prepare for five minutes. I'll read it. Of howl like a baboon 
rubbing <laughs> his ass in our faces. <laughs> On the news that Jon Snow is banging his aunt, the predictions were, Matthew, this will be relatively small potatoes. Jamie was... Still could be. Still could be. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, first episode, we'll find out, which Jamie got some um, points for, I believe. And I said, hugely significant. So I'll get five points awarded to me by Matthew Wonderstar. I mean, I feel like it should be 50 points, but I'll take the five. Um, next question was, do we think Cersei will survive? Matthew, no. Jamie, no. Howell, no. Um, and... The predictions were that uh, Arya would kill her from Matt, Jamie would kill her from Jamie, and Tyrion would kill her from me. None of us got anything for that. Will Tyrion betray us? No, no, no. And he didn't. So, I mean, we all kind of deserve a point there, but it cancels each other out. Who do you think... Uh, sorry, what do you think will happen with the White Walker situation? We've dealt with that. Dead or alive? Um, Arya's still alive. Sansa's still alive. Brandon, Jon Snow, Jura Mormon, Jamie Lannister. Howell said alive. Jamie said alive. Matthew said dead. Two points for Matthew Wandless. Uh, Tyrion. Uh, Matthew says survive. Two points all round there because everyone's alive. Uh, but no, although, we can't give points out for people being alive yet. There's an episode to go. Oh, it's you who put it in there. I'm reading your score. I didn't give a point. I didn't give any points for people being alive. You did. You did. You did. Nah, you, you, I'm you reading your email. Theon, Jamie, live, blah, blah, blah. Varys. Oh, here we go. Varys. Uh, Matt said survive, Jamie said survive, Howell said no hecking way. I think because I said hecking way, I deserve three points instead of two there. I mean, that's, surely that's worth three. Hound, J and H both predicted that he would survive in battle with Mountain. Matthew said both die. Very good. Four points yes. for Matt. Can I just point out you've you've missed you've missed out what I said. I didn't give to points for Tyrion surviving. I gave points for Danish one from Borgen. We all hope he dies. Ah, okay, two points all round. I've got you. I've got you. This is what we're dealing with, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this is what we're dealing with. One Drogon will survive. Hang on, right. one dragon will survive. Says Matt and Jamie. I don't care, says Jamie. Uh, Daenerys. Who will sit on the throne? Well, well, it's not looking good for Matt here uh, because he says Daenerys and Jamie says Tyrion and I say John. I th well, well, let's come back to that to end, okay? Um, let's also remember that you predicted John will die. Let's just remember that. I did predict that, and I stand by it. Um, but if John survives, you owe both me and Jamie a tenner. That's also in the document. That's right. Uh, Howell made a prediction that was Daenerys' personality as cruel will grow to a significant degree. Five points for Howell there from Matthew. Thank you very much. Although, again, I feel like he deserves 15 at least. And on the question, does banging his aunt cause a division... Come back to give this Howell more points, <laughs> said the note originally. Um, yes, five more points for me, which means that the point total so far are Howell with 18 points, Matthew with six, and Jamie with one. What a turnaround! Jamie, you're Howell in the lead. Bloody hell. Jamie's probably gone to have his tea. I imagine so. How does that feel, Jamie? Jamie? He has actually gone <laughs> to have his tea. Hi! Right. Were you having Hi. your tea? 
No, no. For some reason, I put you on. I put I put myself on mute. I think I was cursing. I uh, see. <laughs> so how does, um, how does it feel, how Jim? I feel. Hmm. I'm just disappointed it's you, Howell. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's ultimately the way it is, isn't it? Um, like, all right, uh, final like predictions. Um, I am going to stand by. I'll tell you what I want to retract. Can we retract original predictions now or what? What's the deal? Do we just leave no, it? you can't do anything with original predictions. You can't predictions. do, you anything, can't do with originals. set in stone. But you can build on new ones, perhaps. Mm, um, well, my, so my original... So let's go back to who will sit on the throne. This is the important question for the final one. Matt says Daenerys. <laughs> Jamie says Tyrion. And I say John. I think that Tyrion is going to be the last one on the throne. And I think it for this reason. I think that John. No. I was going to say, I think John will have to die whilst killing Daenerys. Did you not feel like it was setting up the idea that Arya is going to go back and kill Daenerys? Because the whole Green Eyes thing has been talked about a lot online. And the fact that she's witnessed exactly what the devastation that Daenerys has has caused would wreak her revenge on her instead. But so has John. Um, John has witnessed it, yeah, but John... I don't know, can you see John killing Daenerys? I mean, yeah. I, think I mean, he's going to have to. It's got to be the yeah. most poetically impressive you know, result. Here's another thing, though, to remember, though. When Varys was betraying um, Daenerys, he had that little sparrow girl, and she was trying to give her food, and he said, oh, you know, what we're doing... Is at a high price. It's, it's a high risk, but you know whatever it was. Anyway, what did you I got the feeling he was trying that. to poison her. That's what I felt like. I thought he was getting that sparrow to poison her food. Now maybe the sparrow will end up po- killing her with some poisoned food. I don't know. That was a that seems like a possibility. Oh, bolt from the blue. I like it. That is a bolt mm. from the blue. I mean, that would be worth five points if that came through because that would make sense of his rather meagre end. I mean, that yeah. didn't even sound like that big. That, that didn't even sound like a proper prediction. But I feel like just for saying it, yeah. if it were to happen, you would deserve significant so, points. So Jamie's new Jamie's points. new prediction is that Daenerys will be killed by the dead eunuch. Yeah, in some well, no, way. By by one of his sparrows. I'm trying the, to hedge you know, your bets for you. We all remember what you said, but I don't think we need to waste yeah. time telling them what no. right down. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know the score. We've got one week left. Matthew, have you got any final predictions that you want to shove in there? I have this vague notion that um, because John is a Targaryen, hmm. he'll somehow... I don't know. It seems stupid that I say this, but I'll say it anyway just because it's something to predict. Um, that he'll use Drogon will end up killing Daenerys oh which wow. one uh, which one's Drogon the dragon oh really you think you think John will set <laughs> Drogon on her I no I think she'll set Drogon on him and he'll <laughs> command him to stop and uh because dragons are misogynists uh, he'll, <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll take orders from John and uh Flip Daenerys off his back and catch her in his mouth. Wow. Wow. What's the name of the guy who lost his girlfriend last week from the Unsullied? Grey Worm. Right. Grey Worm um, and John and Daenerys will get we'll in have a, a three way. We'll get in a fracar. <laughs> we'll get in a Jeremy Clarkson style fracar and John and. Jeremy Kyle? Je- Je- Sorry, Jeremy Clarkson, I said, didn't I? 
Um, and uh, John and Daenerys will both die. Uh, there's my prediction. And my second prediction is that Howell thinks Matt's prediction is awful. It is a terrible prediction. <laughs> yeah. uh, I can definitely see uh, Grey Worm and Jon Snow having to face off. Yeah, it's yeah, it felt happen. like there was some tension building. Yeah, in that they last made it looked like Grey Worm was almost about to yeah, spear Jon yeah, Snow definitely. in the middle of the fight. There, let me put one thing to you: T- Tyrion's arc here. If you start looking at who deserves the throne, right? The and how? By the way, you're not allowed. Hmm. Tyrion was my throne guy, so you're not allowed to claim him yeah, now. You can't hone in on that. You've got Jon no. Snow. Ooh, that I think you're going to win with that. It's going to be John now. It probably will be John still, but you know. I, don't, I mean, I... it could be up. It could be their sort of thing to throw in one last twist. I think Maybe Jamie's Bron- right. Bron will end up on the throne. <laughs> I think Jamie was right. Actually, I I think that I think that what we're dealing with now is what has to be the most dramatic the most poetic results, which is that Romeo and Juliet both must die and the the dwarf must inherit the earth. That's what I think will happen, but I can't put that prediction I, down. Know, if they do that, if Tyrion ends up being the, the ruler, I'd love, I'd bloody love it. I'd bloody yeah. love it. I think it you would, might be I'd right. Be happy. I think you might be right. However, I just want to put this to you, Jamie, to that theory. You, you also get people... We uh, two things. One, we haven't had a mention of the phrase that a Lannister always pays his debts, and you would think that that is definitely due. What will that mean? Because Tyrion has backed the wrong horse. He's been saying, "I think she's going to do the right thing," and now he's going to have to go. I was so very wrong, which probably means that I'll be right. John will be on the throne, and Tyrion will have to sacrifice himself. Well, well, there's a chance Tyrion could also die as well because. Daener- he's betrayed Daenerys one more time and well, he exactly. said he'd do it again because mm. he let Jamie go, didn't he? So she might even kill him because he'd betrayed her again. So that's, You have that's to ask this question as well. Mm. How many people got out of King's Landing alive? Because it didn't look like many. <laughs> Four. No. By the end of it, Daenerys was just killing everyone. Yeah. And I, I, do, I do honestly wonder how, many, how much of an army there is left. Well, so, uh, it can only uh, be it can only be a battle between the the, the bosses now, isn't it? It's the just, principles exactly because it's mm-hmm. like I, I don't think there is a um, a scenario where someone can kind of go, no, actually, I'm in charge, and have people stand behind them mm. because it's like, first of all, Daenerys has got Drogon, which is you know how I don't really know how you get around that if um, uh, without taking him out or. You know something else. She, she he, that that dragon basically killed everything mm. in King's Landing. Now they've got rid of all the crossbows, which turned out to be shit, even though they were machine guns the week before. Mm. Um, so I, I like it's hard to see how she's going to lose from here. Well, because yeah. if she's gone as far <laughs> as she's gone, why doesn't she just fucking murder everyone who's, who might stand mm. in front of her? And you know. I mean, the one character that we've not mentioned here, which is uh, which has been set up in this series as the uh, not antithesis, but the the enemy of uh, Daenerys is Sansa. Where's she mm. going to fit? It would yeah. make sense if Sansa know. kills the dragon in some way. Don't know how. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, the, the, the whether they're gonna whether they the Winterfell bunch are gonna come up to King's Landing. Ooh, to what if Bran wags the dragon? Oh, <laughs> what does wags oh. mean? <laughs> when you know when he gets inside the mind of something. Yeah, he's gonna wag it. Yeah, like he wagged Hodor. 
where he wogged Hodor off. That's, I'm yeah, going to make maybe. a T-shirt that just says "Bring Back Hodor." That's why I think. Um, brilliant. I want a T-shirt that says "Just fucking wag it." <laughs> <laughs> uh, are um, you wagging uh, hang me? On, what, hang on one sec. Uh, let me. What was I? Go- I was about to say something. Bran related. Oh yeah, no, but like, how is how is King's Landing going to be where the king sits anymore? It's fucked. Yeah, yeah. So and, maybe they'll mm. have to move the kingship to Winterfell. Wow, imagine that. It'd be like the BBC oh. moving to Salford. Oh, all those Southerners crying. Oh, so sad. So sad. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it, I don't know what happened. I mean, it's, it's a complete wreckage, isn't it? There's nobody left. Anybody who is left is severely burnt and they've got nowhere to live. I mean, there's a lot of shit to get through in the next episode. It's another 80 minutes. And then Ro- Robson and Jerome has to come back in at some point. Oh, yeah, poor old I wonder how, how they're going to do this now because they've got a lot of characters that we want to see before the ending. We want to see Brian. We want to see, hopefully, that she's recovered from Jamie's... <laughs> one night stand, know. one afternoon yeah. stand. Yeah. <laughs> Brian's um, got... That, that'll be the ending from Brian. She's got chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's pregnant. That's why they did it. She's uh, pregnant with a Lannister... Yeah, yeah, and he is a very potent man, isn't he? He's already, you know, got Cersei up the duff four times. It is true. Every time he fucks Cersei, she has a baby. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's pregnant. That's right. And so she's yeah. going to have to die as well. Oh, this is oh, it's too much. Now, there is one possible thing that's going to happen next week, which is that we're going to realise where all of the writing staff went, where all the holes went, and it's going to be an epic unbelievable amazing you know piece of tv if they end on a brilliant episode i'll forgive the last two yeah. honestly if they end with a brilliant episode if they do it well and it doesn't mean they have to do it the way i want it to but do it well mm. whatever they're gonna do mm. i'm happy to say hey all forgives or forgets <laughs> you, you you you're all right with me guys you, we'll you find out next week on the final episode of this special mini series of the box set pod Game of Thrones. Good night. Is that swift enough ending for you? Well, I still had, I had more to say. What did you want to yeah, say, man? I had a, I had a joke about the last episode, but I'm tell us who it is now, please. Oh, so I was gonna. No, it's, yeah, please, please tell the whole us. Things were in. I was yeah, gonna say, would, wouldn't it be funny if the last episode they didn't have any of the main characters, and it was just uh, people doing like a. Um, Search and rescue in King's Landing. Yeah, just, <laughs> just sweeping picking through, yeah. picking through rubble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be bold. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.